Hey NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here with John Cooper again with me for the podcast. We have with us tonight head coach Jason Thorin of Baker University. Coach, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing? We are doing great. Coach Thorne, it's great to have you on tonight. Just uh, tell us what you guys have been up to. I know you guys got spring practice. Have you guys started yet, or is it just around the corner? Or? Just Yep, just around the corner. We have about uh, two and a half weeks left before we get started, so I'm uh, looking forward to that. So uh, just, just a lot of winter conditioning, so we've been lifting and running and, and, and doing those things, so it, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been fun to, to get out there with the guys and get moving around again and uh, getting excited for, for the upcoming season. Coach, you know, you are the head man at one of the oldest football programs, not only in the state of Kansas, but one of the oldest in, like, the whole entire nation. You know, we tell people all the time on our website that the first college football game in Kansas is Baker beating Kansas University Jayhawks. Just right. Do you when you just walk around that campus, just that that, that it's just crazy. Does it feel crazy that you coach at a program that just has so much history? Well, yeah, we started. Uh, you know, Baker University was started in eighteen fifty nine, so uh, before Kansas was even a state, and and you know, a lot lot going on during that time period here, and and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we were playing football in the eighteen nineties, and and. Uh, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. You know, from time to time, I'll go through and look at those old pictures. And we have, you know, quite a few of those old pictures of the first teams up in our office. Um, you know, it, it, I, and I talk to the players a lot about that and, and a lot about the history and uh, the people that came before for them that, that wore that jersey and what it meant to them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's special. There's no doubt about it. That's that's incredible. I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking – about uh, there's not much that still stands from the late 1800s, yeah. uh, much less being able to recount a football history that that long. Um, taking it into the 21st century a little, um, before last year, you had been the defensive coordinator for Baker, um, but you step up into that head coaching uh, spot for uh for for Baker there was there anything that uh maybe surprised you a little bit uh, or that you maybe weren't expecting as much about being a head coach as as compared to a coordinator well it's a lot less football you know uh you know that, that that's one one thing about it but uh you know I, I worked pretty closely with coach Grossner so you know I, I knew um I knew, you know, kind of the daily operation, the ins and outs of what everything we had to do, and he involved me a lot, and and, and uh, you know those things and decisions that need to be made and different things. So, so yeah, I mean, I I, I had a I had an idea, but uh, you know, it, it's another thing when you have to sit down and uh, I I create a lot of documents is what I found. I'm always creating a, a different document. So, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I spend a lot of time in front of the computer, but. Uh, but no, I mean it, it's it's been fun. It's it's uh, uh, probably the, the the best part for me is you know when you're on the defensive side of the ball, you get very very close to to uh, obviously the defensive players, and so um, you know this best year has been this last year has been been one of the best years of my life, really, just because you really get to know 
and work with, uh, you know, kids that I haven't worked with before. And, um, you know, that, that part of it has just been awesome. And, and, uh, you know, I think that's what I appreciate most about it is, is the ability, uh, to, to really work with both sides and, and, um, you, you know, help kids get better. So, so Baker starts the season, um, and, and it's kind of an inauspicious start. Um, you're one and two, and you're coming off of a loss to William Penn. Right. And then all of a sudden, you don't lose again until the playoffs. Right. What, yeah. what flipped that switch? Well, you know, for us, it is, we, we installed a, an all-new system on offense, and, and so... And a lot of a lot of that just takes time, and, and so really for us, it, it's more so about just getting clean, getting clean of what we do, and and I, I think we, we were just getting better at, at what we do, and we were just getting better at the uh, you know the, the 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 minimal assignments, all all the little details of each play, and there's really only one way to do that: you have to rep it, and you have to rep it, and you have to rep it and rep it, and, and so um, you know th- throughout the course of the year. Uh, that that was really what changed, and, and then the other thing is, is uh, you develop confidence, and and so um, you know when a team develops confidence, that that goes a long way. You know, in my opinion, confidence is is probably eighty percent of it, and knowing you can do it and, and and get it done. And I think that's probably what we developed along the way is we became more confident. We started believing in ourselves, and we started believing in what we're doing. We started having a lot of fun with what we're doing, and uh, that's when we started really playing good football down the stretch. Coach, can you you just talked about you guys changed up your, I, I guess, offensive schematics. Uh, what did you guys go to that you found that worked? Well, essentially, what we did is, uh, you know, from an offensive line perspective, you know, whenever, whenever you're changing offense, it's all new terminology. It's, it's all the all all those little things that, that can kind of add up on it, you know. There were different techniques that we were using up front, and different things that we were doing up front. That you know, we we went essentially from uh, from an, an offense that that was you know in a lot of empty and, and spread the field, and uh, you know we got a tight end on the field, we got two tight ends on the field, and and, um, and, and so that you know that that's a big difference. It's a big adjustment for everybody as far as you know as far as blocking schemes and. Um, uh, as far as, you know, receiver splits, all the, all those little details and, uh, that come into play uh, when, when you start to switch things around a little bit. And, and so there were definitely some growing pains, but, but uh, you know, our guys really, really came through. And, you know, it's credit to our guys, man. They just kept working at it and kept working at it and kept working at it. And, and that's really when they started having success. That, that, that's what really made me very, very proud of those guys. Coach, can you just talk to us a little bit? Um, you know, Baker's in a unique situation. I, I find that the Heart of America South Division and then the Mid-States Football Association East Division, you know, are the hardest two divisions in NAI football. Can you just talk a little bit? You guys have to go week in and week out facing some stiff competition. You guys have Benedictine, who made a national championship run um, two years ago. And then uh, you guys made a national championship run in 2016. And then you got Evangel that ends your year. Um, I don't know if they end the year in 2020 for you, but I know the previous two seasons they have. I mean, that's a big rivalry for you guys. And then you got an up-and-coming Central Methodist and Mid-American Nazarene that aren't bad at all. 
Then oh. not only that, you got somebody with the most wins in NAIA history with Missouri Valley. Just can you talk about just that division, just how stiff of competition that is? Well, I think I think everybody you mentioned right there. The, the first thing I'll say about those teams, and I, you know, I, I faced those teams for a lot of years now, it's sixteen seasons, and uh, uh, I have a ton of respect for all those coaches and all those coaching staffs, and and uh, how clean a football that they play, and and year in and year out, they you know they've been dynamite, and and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at. Uh, uh, you know, with, with Coach Troth and, and uh, Coach Rowe over at Missouri Valley, uh, what they've been able to do uh, over the years is is impressive. They are always good. They are they are always on point and uh, and always a very physical team uh, that play the game the right way. Um, you know, I think you look at Central Methodist and the things that they're doing, spreading the field, and uh, you know, offensively, they're, they 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 really have a beautiful offense and. and they do. They do a great job over there, and, and uh, uh, Benedictine with Coach Wilcox and that staff's been together. I think thirty-seven years or something like that, um, and uh, they do a wonderful job. You know, year in and year out, and, and uh, um, uh, you know they're always extremely physical team, and, and uh, they're a class act. And the same with Evangel. Evangel is a very physical team, uh, very well coached, and uh, so yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's tough. I mean, the, the bottom half of that schedule is tough. But, but you know, I guess the way I view it are these teams have always been good, and, they, and they've always, uh, as long as I've been here, uh, it's been really the same story. And, and you still we still had to play each other every single year. And, uh, you know, so it's always been tough. So really, for us, I mean, it's just kind of what's expected. And and, um, and and I do think that, that it takes a toll on us, you know, throughout the year and, uh uh, physically, uh, but but the, the games are wonderful. The, the football that's being played is wonderful, and uh, you know each of those programs. I have a ton of respect for all their players and all their coaches. There's, there's no doubt about it. I want to get into the players here real quick. I was I was going over uh, your roster today and in, in preparing, and I saw something that stuck out to me that um, I wanted to ask you about because it's it's really interesting, and that's uh, Nigel Graves Houston. Right. Um, now, I, I know that, that he's got the second most running yard, uh, rushing yards on the team uh, and the second most rushing touchdowns, yet he doesn't have a position that's assigned to him. Is there a reason for that? No, he's a tailback. He, okay. he, he's a tailback or he's a slot. Um, so, you know, we did a couple things with him. If we're in a one tailback set, then, then, then he and JD would, would uh, uh, kind of split that and keep each other fresh and then, uh, you know, there are times that, that, that we lined them both up in the backfield, and I love that. And, uh, you know, there are times that, you know, with Nigel, he he's, uh, can also play receiver, and he can he can really, really go get the ball. And, and uh, you know, he's just a very good football player. And, and so, uh, you know, a, a kid like that, um, you can move move him around the field a little bit and, and put different, different pressures on defense and, and, uh, you know, he's one of those unique kids that, that can get out in space and catch the football. You can put him in the backfield, and he's a tough runner. And so uh, he, he's, he's really just a good all-around football player. He's what, uh, if, if he were playing baseball, he'd be called a utility man. He would definitely be, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. And those guys are nice to have. Those guys that, uh, uh, because you can formation people different ways and, and figure out different ways to, to get him the football. Um, and, and so that's, you know, his, his versatility is, is, uh, is uh, really remarkable. 
You know, that's something we see a lot on the defensive side, actually a little bit more than we see offensively. And, um, you know, with your, your hybrid safety linebackers or, or your, um, uh, I've even seen a, a hybrid yeah. safety defensive end. Um, you know, is, is that something that, that you could foresee happening um, more on the offensive side of things as we progress in football? Oh, yeah. I, I think coaches in general are always going to look to get their best 11 players on the field. And, and so, you know, to figure out, you know, it, it's to me it's as simple as who can take the ball from point A to point B and who, who are the best ball carriers, and those are the guys you have to get the ball. And so just figuring out a way to get the ball, to be able to move, it, move them around uh, different ways to, you know, just so it doesn't become so obvious for the defense what's about to happen. And, and to me, that that's really the trick of the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I'd say for the most part, I, I think anytime you, you, you have guys like that that, that, are, that are tailback types and, and uh, you know, a lot of those guys and teams will do a lot, of, a lot of that. You know, they can move around. They can play in the slot. They can do different things where, where you can effectively get them the football quickly. Coach, I want you to talk a little bit about your offensive line. And I know you mentioned you switched some things up, but, uh, you know, me and Corey, Corey does a great job of uh, documenting all your all-conference selections, what you guys have returning all around the league. But I just want to know, how are you guys looking for the offensive line coming into 2020? Well, we, we lost a few guys, but, um, you know, I, I feel like we have some really good young players that are going to be coming up. And, and, you know, that was an emphasis in recruiting last year and uh, will be this year as well. And, and so um, – and so, really, the right side of our line is back, and the left side of our line is gone. Um, so, so you know, we're we're kind of mixing and matching and trying to figure out, you know, who who can be where, where's the best fit. And so, you know, we'll be doing a lot of that during spring ball. Uh, and and again, it's just going to come down to a lot of repetitions. But uh, you know, for those guys to be able to sit in the room for a year and be able to hear all the stuff, you know, for this time around, it's going to be a little different. They understand the calls or at least they've heard the calls, and that's half the battle. Uh, you know, kind of when you're learning a new language, it, it can be difficult. Um, but, you know, I, I anticipate I anticipate us being able to transition much easier uh, with younger guys coming in, and, and, and so I, I feel we definitely have some talent uh, coming back in that position. Definitely. Now, you have a lot of talent coming back uh, pretty much across the board. Um, you have... Uh, 12 returning all-conference players, um, and, and it's almost, it's it's an equal split offensive and, and, and defensive, almost. I think the kicker kicker yep. is, is what gets it. Um, but you know, what, when they've done the research, they've found that the one of the most um, solid uh, early indicators of offensive success is... Um, the percentage of yards returning. Um, talk about that for a minute with having a returning quarterback and having uh, a returning all-conference wide receiver in Sam Huckabee, but also returning Nate Pauley at receiver who had 700 yards himself. Yes, uh, uh, all very impressive kids. And then, uh, you know, you, you look at Nate Pauley, he's, he's a guy that can make plays. He catches the football, he's very fast, he's very quick. Um, you know, he's, he's a no nonsense guy. He doesn't say boo. He just, he just works hard. And, um, and so, you know, kids like that are just wonderful to have around and, and, you know, he's not afraid to mix it up. And Sam Huckabee is is a great talent. He's a big, long receiver. He can go get the football. 
uh, he wants the football and, and, and he wants to make plays. And, um, you know, coming back from that, uh, you know, Brendan Feeback was another tight end type, uh, you know, a kid that's uh, 6'4 and, and 230 pounds and playing basketball right now. But, uh, you know, he came on and, and he had he had a lot to do with, with us doing what we did in the back half of the season. Um, when we got Brendan in the game, it was another big body, the kid that can go up and catch the football. Uh, you know, the one guy you guys may not be aware of is AJ Tata, uh, who has been a fullback type tight end and can play tight end or can play tailback as well. Uh, but he, he's a great ball carrier as well. And he was injured the very first game, uh, with an ankle. So, um, so that, that's another one that, uh, um, you know, he, he's an excellent talent. So, uh, you know, from the skill positions for what we have coming back, um, you know, I feel very, very good about and we have a lot of really good young receivers coming up too that are long and Matt Nicholson, Joey James and, and uh, Brett Meyer and Zeke Hansen. There, there's some there's some really good young talent uh, that's coming up, all of which, uh, you know, I feel like can be very, very good players uh, for our offense in the future. And and, and so, the, you know, the, the outlook is, is very bright for them. Defensively, um, you're, you're really uh... – your your big uh, loss is um, is Adams at at um, defensive back with with his ninety one tackles and yeah. um, and nine of those for loss and two picks, um, but you do return a lot, um, you know in in your in your front seven, um, and and correct me if I get this wrong, but uh, Shire or Skyer the defensive end, uh, yep. Terrell Simpson uh, Squarlow, who I looked at him and went, wait, he's only going to be, he's only going to be, was it a junior next year? That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. With 123 yeah. tackles and, and, um, and Z- uh, Zeeler Zeiler, uh, correct me either way, uh, with 37 tackles. Talk about that, that defense that you've got returning. Uh, I love him. I mean, uh, you know, it's good. I, I think, you know, losing Mikey Adams is tough. Um, you know, but but I think it, you know from you start from the secondary, uh, you start at your corners with Will Cox and Bryson Briggs. I mean, they're, they're as good as we've ever had here, and that's that's saying a lot. Um, I mean, that's really saying a lot for me to say that. And, uh, and both of them are very very talented corners. I think Bryson had seven picks, and then uh, safety wise, uh, you know, Grant Elston is is one of the best football players I've ever been around, and you know, period, and. Uh, uh, he is, uh, you know, he's a wonderful leader. Ivan Hollins is, has been around for a long time and, and, and knows what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, Sam Squarlow, I mean, he's, he's playing at a, he's playing at a really high level. I don't think he's scratched the surface of what he can become. And that's, and that's saying a lot too. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, pretty much what, you know, defensively, uh, it, it's been set up this way for a while, you know, it, it's guys, it's guys that that year in year out kind of kind of earn in and and you know great young players that that are that are playing behind great players and, and uh, uh, so so you know Scarlett, I think Mitchell Henry Nate Karski uh, very good football players as well on the inside and and uh, you know up front Calvin Ball mostly Tonga Ofa mostly will just be a sophomore and uh, he's got a chance to be really really good uh, Josh Moore. Uh, to me is, is a guy that, that uh, uh, can be a 
very, very good pass rusher off the edge. And Brandon Lewis, you know, he was hurt during camp. Uh, he'll be back. John Skyer, of course, um, you know, played at an all-league level. And, and uh, uh, Sam Bard, I think, is going to have a big year as well. And, and you know, he's, a, he's about a 6'4", 245-pound defensive end. Uh, that can really move and uh, and really play. Terrell Simpson, excellent player. Nathan Spain, excellent player up front. Um, so, you know, front to back with, with the defense, so, you know, I feel really good. And, and that back seven feel, um, feel especially good with uh, the, just the amount of experience they've had. And and, um, and they're a little older and, and uh, you know, they've seen a lot of football. And, and, that, and that, really, that really plays into it, especially down the stretch when, when you're facing all these teams that can get you at a, at a flash of a second. So uh, I feel very, very good overall about the defense coming back. Coach, you guys have a ton of schools, you know, not only around you in your own conference, but of course you have the KCAC schools all around you. Just what are the, are there any challenges in recruiting for you guys or is it pretty easy or what's the process for recruiting for you guys? Right? Well, I think, I think there's always challenges in recruiting and, you know, I, I think, you know, for, for us, it's, uh, you know, we're surrounded by division twos where, uh, obviously our league is, is right, right here. And then, uh, the junior college is, uh, you know, junior college system is all around here. So there's a, there's a lot of people that are, that are vying for the same guys, uh, kind of within this, within this area. So, uh, but you know, for Baker and, and, uh, you know, our, 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 our greatest, recruiting uh the thing that we can sell the most is our education and uh, you know we're a, we're a very highly ranked academic institution and and you know being here as long as i've been here uh you know i've seen that first group of kids that i coach here you know 34 35 years old uh just to see how well they're doing and how well kids do when they come out of baker with that with the with our degree um you know that means a lot and that's what i sell you know it's uh we don't have mountains. We don't have an ocean like you guys down there. And, and uh, but what we have is is we have a lot of a lot of excellent uh, departments and a lot of excellent teachers. And uh, we have a, you know it's a unique system in a small college um, where you know th- those relationships are built with their professors. And, and and so you know when kids come out of here, it's almost like private tutoring. And and. Uh, they come out of here and they do very well, and the expectations for them to do very well while they're here. And it's you know it's hard work. I mean, our, our, our it's not an easy school, that's for sure. But when our kids come out, they're very prepared, and, and uh, that's that's really what I sell. Coach, you know it's funny. I have friends in landlocked states that make it to the beach more than I do, <laughs> and I live like 15 minutes away. So don't worry about that too much. But uh, yeah. let, let me ask you about the upcoming, you know, we got spring around the corner. Um, what happens during the summer for you guys? Y'all just send, send the workout manuals home or do some of the kids stay? What, what goes on in the summer for the Baker Wildcats? Well, we've, we've, uh, we have a good group that stay. I think we had 55 guys here last summer. Oh, my God. Uh, and so I think 55 guys made 80% of the workouts, uh, which is very good. But we'll – you know, we'll, we'll go through the month of June and uh, the month of July, and then we'll give them a little time off before camp. Uh, but, you know, summertime, I, I love summertime because it's just, you know, it's a chance for us to, to to really get and hang out. We watch a lot of tape in the summer and just, you know, it's a little more low-key and a little more relaxed. And uh, uh, But, uh, you know, our, our guys do a great job. I think I think my first year here, there may have been three or four guys 
uh, working out in the summer consistently um, and, you know, just to see where that is today and, and uh, you know, the, the kind of shape that we come into. But, you know, Baker football is important to our kids, and, and um, I think you I, I think you really see that show up in the summertime and uh, just getting ready for the season, and, and so it, it, it's an impressive thing to see. What's the most important part to you about summer? Is it the workouts, or is it the, the time that you get to sit down um, with these kids, with the ones that stay, um, that is, um, or getting to sit down with them and, and not only watching film, but kind of showing them, this is what I'm looking for. Right. Well, I don't, I don't know which one would be more important. I think, uh, you know, obviously you want to come into a season in shape. I mean, you look at the schedule and, you know, here we're going to play in hot weather early. And, and, and so being in shape is, is very important, but the ability to sit down and slow it down and, and really build those relationships uh, you know, to me, I, I, I couldn't tell you which one's more important, but, but, uh, they're both very, very important. And, uh, um, um, and so, you know, to have that level of commitment out, out, out of the guys is, it's really a great thing. And, and, you know, it keeps us young as coaches and, and, you know, it's a lot of fun for us to, to be able to kind of tone everything back and, and really just, just get on football and, and, and enjoy what we do. Coach, last question for me, and, uh, you know, I've always asked, you know, coaches all around the league, it's one of my most interesting topics. Uh, when I played in NAI, I definitely wanted these games to happen for myself just as a, uh, you know, just as a um, measuring stick, just to see. Um, but it makes sense, and it's almost impossible to do nowadays because you guys play in the heart, and your conference schedule fills up your whole entire season. Would Baker ever consider a money game, maybe between a Division Two FCS team? Um, yeah, I think we, I think we would consider it. It's, it's like you said for us right now. Uh, really, it's it's impossible because you know we're playing eleven weeks, and, and so uh, you know when we get started, we're already playing in August, and then we, you know, obviously we finish right up to the playoffs, and so um, you, you know. It, we did that a few years back. I think we, we went and played uh, Tennessee Martin. I remember uh, probably in 2010, maybe. I'm kind of dating myself, maybe. I, I, uh, but we, we've done that in the past, but, but our schedule wasn't nearly as full in those days. I remember, you know, 2005, we went out and played Southern Oregon, um, and that was, that was pretty cool, a chance to get on the road and see a different part of the country and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think guys would be up for it, uh, for sure. Right now, the the way it's set up, I don't, I don't, it's it's really not possible. Um, uh, just uh, you know, it, it would be a lot to to play any earlier than what we already play, and and uh, you know, just the wear and tear throughout the season. Well, coach, we are very thankful that you took some time out of your out of your night to come on the podcast with us, and we wish you the the best of luck. We know we'll definitely be watching some Baker football um, th- this year. I know um, we were we were saying this last week, um, but the heart does a great job of of making sure that at least one of its games is nationally uh, viewable, and for that, we are very very thankful. Yeah, it's really it, it's a it's a great thing. It's a great thing for for players because you know uh, 
we have a lot of guys for the league in general. I mean, there's a lot of kids that play in this league that didn't grow up right in around this area. And so, you know, when family can watch them play and, uh, you know, from California to Florida to, to wherever, I, I, I think that's a great thing. And it's a great thing to, to get our product out there where kids can see uh, the level of football that's being played. And, and, uh, and so that's great. And I, and I really appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Not a problem, Coach. Uh, go spend some time with uh, with your family there, and uh, have a good night. All right, you too. Take care.